This is Cruise Radio. If you're traveling with travel insurance, you're traveling smart. Get a quote today at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. I am fresh off the boat. I was on a four-night cruise to Bermuda. And I got to say, you know what? Next time I go to Bermuda... I'm going to go on a cruise that at least overnights there because there was so much to see. And being there from, what was I, like 9 to 4.30 just wasn't enough. But uh, I did Horseshoe Bay like a lot of you suggested to me and had an awesome time. Uh, we'll touch more on that on a later show. On today's show, we'll have a review of Carnival Sunshine. Plus, Sherry Kennedy is standing by with Cruise News. A couple of things here. Our Cruise Radio YouTube channel really starting to get some legs and grow on its own. So if you want to check out some of the videos on there, I'll link to them in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Also, Cruise Radio News posted a lot of pictures from Bermuda on there. Feel free to come in there and kick around the cruise conversation ask a question, contribute to an answer or a question, whatever you'd like to do. That's Cruise Radio News on Facebook. All righty, Sherry is here with Cruise News. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Doug. Welcome back from Bermuda. I have to say, I said it a few moments ago, and I'm going to say it again. You and all the listeners were right. Horseshoe Bay, pink sand, crystal clear water. I just wish I was there longer. Yeah, how long did you have? There was a short cruise, right? It was. It was only four nights, and I was there only. We were only docked from nine o'clock to four thirty. Not nearly enough time. Yeah, that's a short stay, but you know, it's a taster, and maybe someone will want to go back again oh. for the three days or the two and a half. Oh, I'm definitely going back. But uh, anyway, yeah. So we'll jump right to cruise news here. Carnival Cruise Line is testing an app-based pizza delivery program. And this is kind of exciting because, you know, if you're like me and you stay out late at the bars, sometimes you just don't want to walk to Deck 10 for that pizza place. Oh, yeah, right. But, you know, you do have a point, you know, especially if walking is not the easiest thing to do. But, yeah, they just updated their hub app that you're supposed to put on your phone before you go on your carnival cruise. And they've added this ability to order pizza and then have it delivered anywhere on the ship where you might happen to be. And it's funny because right before I learned about this, I saw the commercial for Domino's Pizza Mm -hmm. where they're tracking people down in parks and playgrounds and everything. So, you know, it's something similar. And it's only a pilot program right now aboard the Horizon. But, um, you know, you go to your phone and you can order a pizza. The cost, though, is $5, which really isn't bad, especially in your situation if you can't make it up to the 10th deck. (laughs) (laughs) And it it goes right on to your sale and sign card. So basically, um, it'll tell you how long it's going to take to delivery if where you're hanging out happens to be pretty crowded, you can put a little selfie picture of you on the delivery request, and it'll help them find you. So it's kind of needed. The pizza itself is, as always, still complimentary, and it's 24 hours a day. And you said you tried it, right? So I posted this story, and people are like, why are they charging for the same pizza you can get for free? But I'm like, dude, you're paying for convenience, right? They're, I mean, I was sitting in the Pagan Anchor smokehouse and brew house. And I was sitting at the bar and I'm like, you know what? I have barbecue right in front of me, but I'm going to try this pizza thing out. And I went through the steps. It asks you where you are on the ship. So it's not like tracking you or anything like that. It's that you're actually putting where you are. And then you just upload a picture of yourself, um, what kind of pizza you want. You confirm your order and it says your pizza will be there in 20 to 25 minutes. 
They come find you five minutes later. It's like Uber or Lyft. Would you like to leave a tip? You can say a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, or no thank you, and be done with it. And I, the pizza came in like ten minutes, I think nine minutes, and it's a good service. And yeah, it's the same pizza you get upstairs. But you know what? If they're going to bring it to me for five dollars, bring it to me for five dollars. Well, I think that's really a good idea. Also, because you know, you finally get it. You, you know, if it's really crowded and you get a seat at the bar or something, you know, you're sitting where you really are comfortable. To have to get up to leave, and you know, you won't have the seat when you get back. So, I think it's a great idea. No, or or by the pool, right? By the pool deck. Yeah. If you have prime seating, if you're in Serenity and you have a hammock and you don't want to get up, you know what? <laughs> I love it. Totally. So switching gears here to uh, Royal Caribbean in your neck of the woods, Enchantment of the Seas is back in Port Canaveral. Yes, we have another ship back here with Royal. Um, It returned last week and it's going to be doing three and four night cruises to the Bahamas. And every Bahamas cruise will include a stop, of course, at Coco Key. You know, and it's it's interesting because now the ship can accommodate 2,246 passengers from Way back in 1997 when it was built, it's one of those ships that we all like, even though it was enlarged, um, and it was just refurbished last year. So it's kind of exciting for us here to have a a fairly, you know, a medium-sized ship for a quick getaway. So I'm going to throw you a curveball here because we didn't talk about this prior, but Enchantment's in Port Canaveral, but isn't Mariner going there next year as well? Mariner will be up here as well, and I'm not sure. I think it's going to be... It's doing short cruises now, obviously, out of uh, Miami, but I don't know what the itineraries will be here. Are they going to keep Enchantment there and Mariner and run two ships out of there, or is one going somewhere? Well, I would tend to think Enchantment might leave, because I think we're getting the Harmony up here. That's right. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll follow up more on that next week. Celebrity Cruises, they just announced some details on Terminal 25 in Port Everglades. I I understand this is going to be like a brand new terminal. It is going to be a brand new terminal. Celebrities in charge of building it. It's called Terminal 25, or as they're saying, T25. Just trying to be a little hip there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to have all this latest technology. It's going to have on the outside, they call it a media mesh. It's going to wrap around the exterior and it'll display, I guess, media messages, right? Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. And, but but what's really nice are doing two things that I haven't heard of before. Suite class guests are going to have their own lounge um, with and a rooftop terrace. Uh, there's going to be a screening area so they can watch TV or movies, I guess. But what's really nice is the crew will also have their own lounge, and it's the first time it's happened at any Royal Caribbean cruises terminal. And they'll have access to free Wi-Fi, TV. You know, and just a quiet place to get away uh, while they're waiting for the ship to turn around. Okay. Um, yeah, it's scheduled to be completed later this year, too, so that's kind of quick. And the ships that are scheduled to dock there will be the brand-new Celebrity Edge and the Celebrity Infinity, Reflection, and Silhouette. And, of course, they will be renting it out to other cruise lines when they're not using it. But, you know, it reminds me, again, everything is, like, repeating lately because um, Norwegian's building their own terminal in Miami. Yeah. Have you sailed out of the new terminal in Barcelona yet that has the outdoor terrace on the water? You know, I might have. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always come in through Barcelona. I, I haven't sailed out okay. of there. Yeah. So, yeah, you so, wouldn't know. No. Yeah, it's, um, they have a really cool little terrace outside with a bar and everything where you can kind of just wait and chill before you board the ship, like Ooh. free Wi-Fi and all that. Yeah, really cool. Um, last but not least, we have, for the first time, it looks like a cruise line is actually waiving single supplement fees on, um, on all their sailings in certain room categories, right? 
That's true, and this is really interesting, and it's great news for us solo travelers. It's Bahamas Paradise Cruise Line. They've done away with the single supplement. It's not just a you know book by you know a one week window mm-hmm. to book it, but they're getting rid of the single supplement on its two night cruises to Grand Bahama Island, and it's also kind of neat because they've added a welcome aboard party for their solo guests. And like you said, there is one requirement to book. It has to be an ocean view stateroom, but that's still not bad because the price yeah. begins at $149, and of course you're going to add the taxes and fees, but you know, it's a two-night getaway. The solo supplement is removed on both of their ships, the Grand Celebration, and they have a new ship that recently joined the fleet, the Grand Classica. So, you know, it's interesting, too, because it, you know, it's from the port of Palm Beach, which is, you know, pretty central south Florida on the East Coast, and it will really help the, uh, <clears throat> shall we say, an aging demographic who yeah. just wants to get away for a couple of nights. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, what a what a perfect weekend cruise too. I mean, if you just want to go yeah. for the weekend, like I don't know, I so I always never really thought highly of this cruise line because they used to be affiliated with those third party timeshare companies. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it seems like over the past twelve to eighteen months, they're separating themselves from that little agreement they had, and they're actually trying to step it up and become more like more, I should say, like a legit cruise line. Yeah, they really are, and you know, it, it's, it, they depart every day too. So yeah. it's not like you can only go on a Thursday or a Sunday or something like that. So there's a lot of options, and um, I think I want to try this. Yeah, I mean, you're going to Freeport, so it's not like it's super exciting. But you know what? It's a weekend getaway on a cruise. What else could you ask for, right? That's it. Sun, yeah. sea, and water. There you go. Um, let's hear a question. If you have one, email me, <laughs> Doug, at cruiseradio.net. Hi, Doug. Hope all is well. I'm interested in taking a cruise by myself. I'm a five-time past guest with Carnival, but it seems way too expensive to cruise alone with them. I wanted to try out the new Carnival Horizon. Is there any other cruise lines that offer good solo cruise options with amenities and highlights I'm used to from Carnival's biggest ships, obviously at a more affordable rate? Uh, Love what you've been doing with Cruise Radio for years. Thank you so much. Best regards, Jason. This is kind of a loaded question because he wants a good rate, but a lot of the bells and whistles. Yeah, that's kind of tough, and that's a nice uh, little kudo that he gave you at the end yeah, here, cool. so I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jason, you know, all all new ships start out with their rates pretty high, and as a solo passenger, as we just mentioned, you know, it, you get slapped with these uh, solo supplements, but, um, you know, I did a little checking for you, and because you already have some loyalty points with Carnival, I just looked at... Um, the I looked at seven-day Caribbean cruises, and for example, in November coming up, Carnival Glory has some really, really low rates that I, if you pay double, you're still not going to be, it won't be as painful as if you went on, you know, of course, the brand new Horizon would be lovely. The Vista has a little bit lower rates, and then the Sunshine and Breeze are also a little bit lower, but the Carnival Glory definitely beat everybody, especially in November. You know, and if you're looking for, like, a solo activity, Norwegian has their studio staterooms, and they have this solo studio lounge that you can go to. But, um, you know, you might end up paying more just to have this trendy little 100-square-foot stateroom than an inside based on double occupancy. And it's the same with Royal Caribbean. They have a few solo cabins, too. But, again, when you start comparing apples and oranges, being a solo in an inside Double occupancy might be, you have more space, and it might be a lower rate. 
And also, one little thing I want to add, when I was on Norwegian and I was supposed to be in one of the studios, I asked the concierge that was staffing the lounge, and I said, well, you know, I'm thinking of moving to outside the studio, but I really like the lounge. And he said, don't worry, if you're a solo, you can come in here. You don't have to be in the studio. So... That's kind of interesting, right? We always think yeah, that. Yeah, that's good advice be- because I, you, I thought you had to sail in a studio cabin to go into the studio, the solo lounge. Well, I did too. Yeah. And the bartender slash concierge person that was staffing the room said, no, if you switch, um, just come on back, show us your card, and they can always check to make sure you're a solo. And it's almost like they just want to get solos together so that you know they talk it up, how nice it is to have this meeting space and not necessarily to be in a solo studio. Oh, there's an agenda there. Hey, get together and book a cruise line excursion together and have fun. And we'll make a lot of money off you guys. <laughs> right? There's a method to the yeah, madness. Yeah, exactly. Right? Been talking with Sherry Laskin from cruisemaven.com. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks, Doug. Cruise Radio. Maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. We know you can't go on every single cruise. So we do it for you. Find over 200 ship reviews and money-saving tips at cruiseradio.net or search Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio. Marty had just returned from an eight-night Southern Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Sunshine out of Port Canaveral, and she joins us on the line. How's it going? Pretty good, Doug. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Excited to talk all about this eight-night sailing, Aruba, Carousel, Grand Turk, all amazing ports, and, uh, of course, Carnival Sunshine, one of my favorite carnival ships. Uh, Before we get to the ship, though, we'll take a step back, as always. Uh, Give us some pre-cruise thoughts about this Carnival Sunshine cruise. Well, I had originally been trying to plan a birthday trip and my friends who were also cruising around the same time um, but they were trying to cruise a different ship harmony of the seas but i didn't want to cruise with them because it was going to the western caribbean we had just recently did carnival vista in the winter time so i wanted to try something different so i had been on carnival sunshine before as the destiny so i said let's go back and try that and see how it's changed and see the upgrades and different things of that nature so and then it was doing an eight-day eight, eight day sailing to the Southern Caribbean, and we had not been to Aruba and Curacao, so that really 
spark my interest. So that's how I ended up choosing this crew. So it was great. Where do you live again? In Virginia, outside of D.C., Washington, D.C. So you made your way down from the Virginia area down to Port Canaveral. Did you do any pre-cruise stay? Yes, we did. During that time, it was kind of like bad weather. I think it was like a tropical storm or something happening. Mm -hmm. So we flew down the night before, but we were delayed due to the storm. Um, But we ended up staying at um, Coca Beach, um, Four Point Sheraton. Okay. And um, just a tip that may be useful for um, other cruisers. So like we were deciding about the transportation from the airport to Coca Beach and then um, to Port Canaveral if we would use like a shuttle. I had looked up a couple of options. But we ended up renting a car for a week. It ended up costing about the same. So that allowed us to, um, oh, because at the, excuse me, the hotel was like a parking cruise that I ended up getting mm-hmm. once I figured out that we were going to rent a car. So we got a car. So that allowed us to pick up some last minute things at like Walmart or whatever before we went out to the hotel. And so we parked the car in the um, uh, hotel parking lot for the week. And then as soon as we got off the ship, they picked us up because their shuttle goes to and from the um, port from the hotel that's included in the price. And then we got the car and that allowed us to still drive back without having to, you know, wait on anybody. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good tip. Is that Four Point Sheraton? Is that the one that's by the Ron Johns? Yes. Okay. Yes, it sure is. Cool. Mm-hmm. So yep. you, you get um, you get on the shuttle, you get to the pier at Port Canaveral. How was your embarkation? Very smooth. I picked a late um, embarkation on purpose because I wanted to do something different because normally I'm like the early bird trying to get there like at the crack of dawn but when mm-hmm. um we did uh the um, time to get on the arrival time it was a late time so I picked 1:30. so as soon as we got there at 1:30, it was basically I don't probably 10 minutes at the most from the time that the shuttle dropped us off with our luggage to the time we got on the the ship at the time. Yeah, don't you so love that? Straightforward. So <laughs> awesome. And you you make your way on board Carnival Sunshine. You mentioned that you sailed Carnival Destiny years ago. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm, Twenty twelve. So, okay. So, what were your impressions this time when you walk into pretty much a brand new ship? Yeah, I was trying to figure out like what the differences are. I was looking at old pictures before I came with uh, my family to see if I can really tell, but I really could not tell. Um, you know what was changed, but it was definitely a total very nice ship. Um, the atrium soon as you come in, I love how they still have the or plus it's the older ship, the glass elevators that come up because um, mm-hmm. like in the Vista, they you know took those off so they don't go all the way up to the Lido deck anymore. Um, with the uh, LED thing, but it was very nice. Um, I think the decor was, you know, not as bright as it had been previously, and the flow was pretty straightforward. So we really enjoyed it, and it it was great. Carnival Sunshine gets a bad rap because of the cigarette smoke that kind of wafts out of the casino. Did you notice that when you were in the atrium? I didn't notice it that much, and to be honest, I don't remember a lot of people smoking in the casino this time around, even though we were in there pretty pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Most people, there were a few smokers, but I didn't really see a lot of smoke coming in the atrium at that point from the casino. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you made your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you book, and what did you think of it? We had a ocean view uh, room on deck two, and it was in the aft of the ship on the starboard side, and pretty standard um ocean view room um carnival has some of the larger um state rooms when it comes to ocean views um and inside so our window actually was looking straight out to the wake by us being in the aft part so that was kind of pretty cool so we can kind of look out and see the wake and so forth in the morning but the bad thing about that room was that you can hear all the noise once you pull in support with the 
them trying to anchor the ship and mm-hmm. pull it in. So all of the kind of like rumbling and <laughs> things of that nature. So if we happen to sleep in, it was like, oh, we're in port because you start to hear the noise Yeah, trying to uh, anchor the ship. But, um, you know, standard bathroom, you can tell it was a little bit wear and tear because the door would stick um, with the bathroom trying mm-hmm. to open and close it. But plenty of space, you know, as far as the storage with um, two closets to hang the clothes. They had the drawers by the vanity area. Um, I don't think this one had a mini fridge. I don't remember having a fridge, uh, flat screen TV. It also had a, a, a pullout couch. So I think um, if we had a third person in the room, because it was just me and my husband traveling, a third person could have slept in the room. But overall, it was a really, really nice room and enough for us two people to stay those eight days. Do you remember if they put USB plugs in the sunshine rooms? Not that I recall. Um, okay. Definitely not by the bed. And I normally bring my own like kind of uh, hub thing because, mm-hmm. you know, for our devices. So um, I probably didn't really think to look for it. But gotcha. yeah, I don't recall that they had that. Um, the one thing, though, with the room steward, um, with the kind of like the turn down service every day, they give you a little card in the beginning and ask you if you want to have turn down service like, you know, uh, morning and night or if you just want it morning or night, which I thought was kind of interesting because I don't remember it on the last cruise with the Vista but then that when I think I told him that we wanted to have turn down service at night sometimes he would come later and so I had to ask him to change it to morning and nighttime because then we can get you know the room clean or whatever the case may be but it was a little that was a little odd I don't know if you if anybody's experienced that where they actually give you a card to say what would you like to do um, without just doing it for you. Yeah, I think that, unfortunately, is part of Carnival's cost-cutting, where they don't have oh, to okay. employ so many cabin stewards. They can just say, hey, do you want it in the morning or the evening, or you can do it both times if you want. I think most people I think most people just feel pressured and say, uh, just do it in the morning or just do it in the evening. But yeah, that's, that's definitely a cost-cutting thing on Carnival's part, and uh, even the room stewards will tell you that. Okay, cool. So okay. let's talk about dining here on Carnival Sunshine. So we'll start in the main dining room. Um, what time dining did you have, and what did you think of that? We had late dining, so I think it's 8 or 8.15, mm-hmm. and that's not usual for us. We usually try to do the um, like the your time dining um, just to give us the flexibility, but I want to try something different. So we had the late seating um, in the forward sunset dining room. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice. We didn't dine there very much because we did do a couple specialty um, restaurants, but we did do it on the formal night for when they had the surf and turf lobster and steak. We did a, the last night when they did the uh, baked Alaska. So I've never had that before. So I was really excited <laughs> to see, see it on fire and to come out and they do the show and the dance and all that kind of thing. But most of our meals were okay, which was surprising to me because normally the food is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But my husband had to return like his steak one night in the main dining room and my food was cold. I think maybe the second time we dined in there mm-hmm. and, you know, they fixed it right away. But our, Service was really, really good. Um, and another tip, if you have the, the drink package, our waiter suggested that we get this Pellegrino, I think that's how you pronounce mm-hmm. it, water. Yep. Because it's part of the package. He was like, oh, you can have this kind of water instead of the regular water. And I was like, oh, okay. So every night he would have that water ready for us. So they were very attentive, but the food was just kind of, you know, it wasn't the best. I've had better. I like that because, and plus they get that gratuity on that on that bottle of water they they sell for the drink package too. So they win and you right. win, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you you mentioned that you went to a couple of specialty restaurants. Which ones did you go to? Actually, I went to all of them nice. thanks to some very nice um, people we met on the cruise. This 
cruise happened to be a premier casino cruise. And so we met a nice couple from Wisconsin um, who we befriended on the first night. So me and my husband did go to the steakhouse the first night because I, I heard um, that you get the free bottle of wine. So I was like, we're going to the steakhouse the first night. So we ended up going there, Fahrenheit 555. So mm-hmm. that was great. I think my husband ordered the 18-ounce. I don't know what the cowboy which, cut. which one it was. Yeah, he ordered that, and um, I think I had the filet mignon, but that was really great. And so we met that couple, so that afforded us uh, some more <laughs> great dining at Gigi's. Um, that was really good. We also went to um, Del Capitano. Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, Cucina Italian Del restaurant? Capitano. Mm-hmm. Cucina. Mm-hmm. We went there, and then we also went to the Bonsai Sushi Place, which I love sushi, so that was great, too. I think that's all of the specialty ones that you have to pay for um, outside of the main dining room. And then, of course, they have Guy's Burgers and Blue Iguana Cantina for the most part. But, yeah, the specialty ones, it was just great. We had been to Gigi's before on the Carnival Vista, so that was a good experience. And I love that over and over again. I could probably eat mm-hmm. there every time I cruise Carnival because the food is that they bring it out family style. So it's enough <laughs> for everybody and everybody is full and they enjoy it. And it was just great. The steakhouse, though, which I was looking forward to see because I never had done it on none of my previous carnival cruises. And that was great, too. The service was great. Oh, and it was my birthday. So they sang happy birthday to me twice, actually. So (laughs) one at the steakhouse and one at the um, main dining room um, on a formal night. So that was exciting (laughs) to have that done. (laughs) So um, it was really, really good. You mentioned that you like Bonsai Sushi, and it's one of my favorite venues on the Carnival ships, the ones that do have the Bonsai Sushi. And a lot of people tell Mm me, why do you want to eat sushi on a cruise ship? But I think those sushi rolls are so good there. They're very, very good. And me and my husband, we just ended up getting a big sushi boat. And oh, so yeah. that gives you opting up a couple rolls and miso soup. I think we got salad also mm-hmm. with, with that because it really comes out really inexpensive. I think it's, I don't know, let's say about $25. And that boat is huge with, I don't think, I think we get two or three rolls, maybe probably three. Mm-hmm. And they come um, pretty well like stacked. It's not like your small little role that you might get out, you know, when you're in your, your home state or city. But um, it was very, very nice, and I love the sushi there. And did, have you ever seen them do a dance while you're there? They did a dance. I, you know <laughs> what? I, sushi yeah, I, I haven't seen that, but uh, that would be interesting to see because, uh, yeah, no, I haven't seen that. Was it like to some, uh, what is it, or, like Chinese oriental type music? Yes, yes. They gave us like a little flag, and I think they said like "Happy Time," and then they just <laughs> danced around singing "Happy, Happy." And that's all they kept saying. And they they danced around with these little flags, and then as we're eating, we're you know dance moving the flags along, and it was just like oh, okay, then it was done. <laughs> so that was really cute. I thought that was fun because I don't remember seeing that you know, on other cruises that I've been on. So. That yeah, very interesting. That's, that, is, that is, yeah. I've never seen I'll have to look for that next time. Um, right. Or, yeah, uh, let's see here. So let's talk about the entertainment on this eight-night cruise. How was that? Entertainment was good. The one thing that I really like to see is, like, the live bands, which I thought was a little bit lacking because mm-hmm. of, I don't know, maybe the setup of how they had the venue. So the main live band was always in Ocean Plaza. Mm-hmm. So we saw that a couple nights. Um, they had the normal like trivia, you know, different things around the ship. I really took advantage of going to see the shows this time. And so I saw Studio VIP, which was kind of like a 70s kind of rendition dance party. 
We also saw, I think it was called The Latin Nights, which was really good. And I wanted to see The Motor City, which was based off of kind of Motown, but we didn't get to see that one. But the Studio VIP one, which was really cool, they had participants from the cruise kind of do dances in between and brought them in during the show. So they brought them out to doing the various acts and so forth. So I thought that was really cool. And then the, the comedians, that was probably the best of all things that we did as far as entertainment. They had different comedians swap out. So I think the first maybe two or three days, there were two different comedians. And I really didn't enjoy, uh, his name was Lenny Smith. He was okay, but he kept messing with one group of uh, young people who would sit right in the front row so they can get picked on <laughs> mostly all the comedy <laughs> shows. So he kept messing with them all the time. And that was kind of weird. Um, but then the second half, Spike Davis, he was really, really good. And he had been on various different carnival ships and Tommy Drake. Now, Tommy Drake, I didn't see it, but from what I heard, he did a juggling act with a sword, a bowling ball, and had an apple and ate the apple at the same time. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> wow. Right. He wasn't a magician. He was the, the, one of the comedians. So everybody was wild about that. So yeah. other than that, the entertainment was great. Um, you know, I think it was a little bit lacking because I think sometimes we would sit around and was kind of like oh what we're gonna do and so that was a little disappointing because i felt like there were things going on but not that always sparked my interest per se yeah so for the most part mm -hmm. and we did the quest game so <laughs> that was wonderful and my team won so that was great. now did y'all get all crazy in there <laughs> yeah it got pretty crazy um you know they always do that you know in this case in this uh carnival sunshine and so mm -hmm. They actually had the participants like do a lap dance on the cruise director. So, <laughs> it was really, really crazy. So our guy who, you know, basically brought it home for us, uh, he won it. And that was the end of that. It was great. Yeah. It was really good. Those quest games get pretty fun. I was the that guy in our group. <laughs> Whatever we did. Oh, really? It. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank God yeah. they don't let you take pictures in there. I know. So I know. Oh, one more thing. The lip, the lip sync battle. I don't know if you participated in that or seen it before on um, other carnival ships. So we had seen it the first time on the Vista for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so that was very exciting. But then, so this time they did kind of the same thing. So they basically have people audition and then they have like mini battles leading up to the final battle on the last sea day. But what was disappointing about that was that the fact that the guy who they chose did the same lip sync routine that we saw on the Vista. So I'm thinking like, do they tell the people actually to pick a song or do they pick the song? No. Or them. He did Proud, Ma Proud Mary by um, Tina Turner. So it was the same. I was like, I'm yeah. kind of disappointed because we saw that like six months ago. You know what? And so. I saw when I was on Vista, they did It's Raining Men for one of them. And then uh -huh. they did it on this past sailing on the transatlantic as well. They did. It's really oh. men. So I, I think it's, they have like maybe a catalog of six songs. They rotate from probably okay. for copyright or whatever. They, they pay probably per song to use, but yeah, it's something like that. Um, yeah. So on this eight night sailing, you did Aruba carousel and grand Turk. Give us a highlight from each mm -hmm. one, if you would. Aruba. So our first time there, we were going to be there pretty late. So we docked, I think about, actually we got there late, about two o'clock and we were staying to 11. So we had booked an excursion. So our excursion was ATVs around the island and that was just an awesome experience. And we went to the, one of the highlights, the natural pool. So if you've never uh, been to that, it's, I think you can only get there either by bus or taking like an ATV or something of that nature because the route is very uh, rugged. So that was pretty nice. The downfall of that is when we got back, it was kind of hard to do anything because it was so late, even though we were staying there until 11. But it was nice. The uh, tour was very nice, and we enjoyed that. 
Curacao, we kind of did our own thing. We ended up getting a cab driver to take us around to a couple of spots. We went to the, I think you pronounce it, Hato Cave. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's where um, some slaves used to hide away from their um, plantation to kind of get away. And so they walk you in there and they kind of show you the different aspects of the limestone. So that was pretty nice. And then we went to Mambo Beach. And at Mambo Beach, you're supposed to, I think, pay for chairs, but we end up not not having to pay. But the sad part of that is our cab driver left us there. Oh, <laughs> no. Come back. We had negotiate the price with him, and he made a big deal about, you know, us paying him, like, when we got to the beach. And I said, I'm going to pay you, you know. I'll pay you the money that we owe you. I think it was like 60 bucks. He only really took us two places. And so I gave him the money. I should have given him half the money is what I should have done. So I had his card to call him. And so I had someone try to call him. And he's like, oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. And my husband's like, no, we'll just catch the, a bus. So a little bus came that cost us $2, which we probably should have done in the first place, <laughs> end up taking us back to the port. So be careful of, you know, negotiating with cab drivers because he really did leave us. Luckily, it wasn't the time to get, you know, back to the ship. But yeah. You know, we did make it back. So other than that, in Curacao, that was all we did there. And then Grand Turk was just a beach day. And, and I hadn't been there since I had been on the Destiny. And it was just, it was beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. I, it was just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so, the water just clear, pristine. We ended up renting some beach chairs. And I went to Jack Shack finally. Nice, <laughs> nice. Got down there. We had some um, good food, um, jerk chicken and rice and peas, had some drinks. And the couple that we had met, they hung out with us. So it was very, very nice. And we just enjoyed the time there. Um, and it was great. Cool. Now, let me ask you about the, the sea days, because this is only, you had, what, four days at sea. So how did you think mm-hmm. that Carnival Sunshine handled itself as far as crowds and congestion during these sea days? I think it was pretty good, with the exception we had some strong wind on the few sea days that we were there. So Knowing that they only have like real one main pool, so of course everybody's out there trying to congregate, get their chairs and lay out and things. Um, so of course the dogs can go to Serenity area. So we tried to go up there, but because of the wind, some of that area was closed because of you know you couldn't really go up there. So for the most part, we didn't sit outside until later because it was very crowded because part of the outside space was not available mostly for you know the adults in the serenity area but for the most part getting through the ship i think it holds maybe 23 2400 people Mm -hmm. only place i really felt crowded was on the lido deck per se but for the most part in other areas whether it was um on ocean plaza or in the atrium or the casino like i never really felt crowds or any around the bars anything that nature so it was pretty i think it uh, was pretty smooth i've heard complaints before how people said it does feel a little bit congested, but of course, congested areas like the pool area, Lido and the buffet, you're always going to have a lot more people um, in those areas per se. So other than that, it was nice. Cool. Uh, Let's see here. Well, you make your way back to Port Canaveral. How was the disembarkation? Disembarkation was a breeze. We did self-assist. So we got up, I don't know, probably about eight or so. Um, We decided to skip the breakfast and we had packed our stuff the night before, so we were rolling our stuff off. And again, we were on deck two, and I think we disembarked on three or four, probably three, which was where the atrium was. But we had to go up the steps to four to come down. So we literally got our stuff, went up the steps, and there was a line. I was like, oh, okay, there's a line, so it may take us a minute. And so I told my husband I had to clear up our account real quick because I had prepaid some of our account, but I had it went over a dollar. So I mm-hmm. said, well, you'll probably be in line for a minute. Went to go do the account. I looked over and he's already ready to walk <laughs> off. <laughs> so it was really, really fast. So 
that was probably a good maybe 10, 15 minutes at most from the time we left our room and I paid our account and we were walking off the ship and on our way to customs at that point. Nice. Now, um, on this eight-night sailing, do you have any first-time tips to offer anyone sailing Carnival Sunshine? I would definitely say, you know, do your homework as far as the ship is concerned, you know, so that way you can get a lay of the land, especially like, you know, with your room and where it is. And I did pick deck two for a purpose, knowing that we can take more steps going to different places, mm-hmm. but also to allow us to, to be on the lower deck, which is a little bit more stable. And also, you know, try to get there early for the entertainment. So if you do want to go see the shows in the, in the, in the main uh, theater, they fill up pretty easily. I think they open the doors maybe 30 minutes ahead of time, and they sometimes have a pre-show. Mm-hmm. So um, by the theater being a little bit smaller, you know, it gets a little bit crowded. So if you want to try to get a good seat, because sometimes we end up sitting on like some high kind of chairs on the side and mm-hmm. it was at like an air conditioned vent. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of cold sitting there. So yeah. So, so if you want to get a really good seat and where you want to sit, try to get there early. Speaking now, of the entertainment, um, what did you think of the cruise director? I forgot to ask you that. Oh, his name was Mikey. We were hoping to have, I think her name was Emma. Everybody talked her up, but she mm-hmm. got off before we um, we embarked. His name was Mikey. He was really cool. He's not Matt from Vista, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was really, really cool. He always said something like um, when he left, he'd tell everybody like, bye, Mikey, or say bye, Mikey, something really, you know, weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was really cool. Um, he was, I don't think I really saw him much during the day, but as far as like when they did the um, Lido activities at the pool, and of course he did the various shows and so forth. So, um, and he dressed a, a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very short guy, so he did a lot of different things, but he was pretty good overall. I didn't have any complaints. You were going to give us one more tip before I cut you off. What were you going to say? Oh, yeah. No, I, I can't think of what I was going to say now. I All don't right. remember. Well, no worries then. <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, close it out with this then. What are your final thoughts of Carnival Sunshine? Carnival Sunshine, she is a great ship. Um, definitely a uh, step up from when she was the Destiny with the guys, burgers, and all the additions that they have um, with the um, restaurants and different venues and the Serenity Deck. I didn't really talk about that, but the Serenity Deck is, is very nice because you do have that um, adult pool over there and that very nice waterfall. So if you're trying to have that little serene area, that's very nice. And it's a very good ship for first-time cruisers and anybody who's been cruising for a while, and I would definitely go on her again. Very good. Maria, thank you so much for sharing this eight-night review of Carnival Sunshine. Great talking to you again, too. Don't be a stranger. Okay, sounds good. Uh, thank you. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Let's see what we've got for you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify.
Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.